the Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 134. What does it take to pursue a career in the sponsorship sector in the sports industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports business sector within the sports industry, especially sports sponsorship. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Misha Sher. Misha is an author and the Vice President in Sport and Entertainment at Mediacom, where he has over 20 years of experience in the sports business sector, especially with regards to sports sponsorship. And for that reason, it's brilliant to have Misha as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Misha will share his sports career journey and explain to you what it really takes to pursue a career in the sponsorship sector in the sports industry. Misha, it's great to have you on the show. Please, could you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? It started when I started playing. I was I used to I used to play quite competitively as you know as a kid. But my professional career in the industry started in um, in two thousand five. So, yeah, I mean, I've I've been I've been around sport my whole life, and um, you know, in different in in different ways as a you know as an as an athlete myself, competitive athlete, and then. Uh, moving on to actually playing professionally and and then getting on to the the business side of sport but so it's been a part of my life as long as I can remember out of interest what sport did you play professionally soccer okay awesome so just going back in time would you mind explaining to listeners like your academic background with regards to any studies you've done in between Sure. So my undergraduate degree, which I did um, at Ohio Wesleyan University, was in in economics, economics and marketing, with uh, with a minor in in journalism. I actually quite I I've always enjoyed writing, so journalism is a real passion of mine. Um, I write a lot now. I've co-authored books and things. So it's it's it's, it's something I really um, it's something I really enjoy enjoy. Um, but obviously, having the business and marketing background was really helpful to me in in, in undergrad. And I did spend a couple of years. Um, I ended up going in, into a professional game after college, but shortly after, I went into into banking. So, not related to uh, not related to sport, but nevertheless, I think the to, to learn about the sort of the business business um, and economics and um, and things of that nature was were, were very very helpful to me. I then, in 2005, did um, did, a, I did an MBA, a specialized MBA at the University of Liverpool, which was, at the time, there weren't many courses like this, and there are quite a few more now. Um, it was a spe- specialized MBA to work on the business side of the what was a growing uh, soccer industry. Um, you know, it is the, by far the biggest sport in the world, huge business, 
a much bigger business today than it was, you know, when I did my, you know, when I did my master's, but it definitely, uh, you know, getting an MBA at that point in time, learning about different areas of, of the industry from media to sponsorship, to licensing, to, um, you know, to day to day running of, you know, of, uh, you know, professional teams was very, very, was very helpful. And to obviously, and to meet practitioners, to be able to speak to people who are doing this every day was, um, was, was, was phenomenal. It was great, excellent grounding for me to be able to apply theory to something that I could see and feel and touch, um, you know, which people were coming in who were actually doing those, doing those jobs day to day, talking to us about it. You've highlighted some really important factors here because most of my listeners are studying sport science or sport business and you have delved into a little bit with regards to what I'm going to say now. How has that master's supported you from a career perspective from like the last 10 years? Uh, well, look, I, it, it, it gave me, it's very interesting because it, it exposed me to different side of what the sports industry is. I mean, it's, you know, so vast. You could be doing a million different things. You, re you really can. It, sometimes when people think about sport, they think about going to work for a team. That's kind of, you know, that's the, you know, that's the sort of the extent of it. Uh, oftentimes, like, oh, you go work for the Bulls or you go work for Manchester United. I mean, it's a huge industry. You can go work for Heineken, um, you know, and work in, work in, in, or MasterCard, working in sports marketing. You can work for, um, you know, you can work for Amazon now who are investing, increasingly investing a lot of money in, in original sports content. There's so many different facets of the industry that doing the masters gave me an opportunity to really delve into what different parts, uh, what are the different types of jobs? What do they, what do they mean? What's the, what are the different careers in that, in that, you know, in that field? What, how do people, how do people progress? I was able to meet people who are actually doing the job. So to see, okay, well, this individual started out doing this job and then they moved, they moved in this way. And this was, this is what their career trajectory was. So I was, it, it gave me a much, a very, a very good uh, understanding of, of different parts of the different parts of the industry that I might be interested in and, and, and give me a sense of where I think, I would what I would what I would enjoy where where my skill set would be best suited. So, for example, I wouldn't want to go and be a um, a CFO, you know, of a federation. It's not really something I enjoy. But being a you know a global uh, sponsorship director or um, global head of marketing for uh, you know for a brand you know for Coca Cola would certainly be very interesting. Just on that point again, because. What I tell my students when I teach them is their degree so broad. Can you remember the point when you decided, right, I'm going to go into sponsorship and give this section a go? Can you remember that sort of breakthrough moment after 2005 with the Garcia Masters? I'll tell you what I did was very different, I think, to what, what many students were doing. I, I, was, I found myself in a classroom you know, at the time of you know, 26, 27 other people doing their masters, come from all over the world. Um, they would tend to turn up, um, go to class, most of the time do the work and and that's the sort of that was the end of it what i did and what what was really helpful for me in figuring figuring out what i wanted to do and where i wanted to do it was to um was to invest a great deal of time in networking i spent i spent a lot of time reaching out following up with speakers introducing myself every time we had a speaker i made a point to introduce myself by the time i got back to the room i would have emailed them i would have made a point to go down and say hey it was great to meet you 
Um, can I come down to London to see you for coffee? I'd love to learn more about what you do and how you do it. So it was, and, and I think what, 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 it, what it did was it gave me, you, you can always go to school, you can always do your classes, but you, that's not what get people, gets people to, to get on, to get noticed, to really, to have those kind of breakthroughs. You have to, um, you've got to get out of that chair. You've got to get to know people. You've got to have those one-on-one conversations. And, um, you know, and I wouldn't say that I had, um, I, I can't tell you that I, I had any ambition to go into sponsorship in particular. Um, I can't say that. What, you know, what I knew was I, I really wanted to work in, um, I really wanted to work in soccer. That was, a, you know, that was, um, that was a real, uh, you know, ambition of mine. And I happened to meet at the time a guy who was one of the most influential people in, in global football. He was a C- chief executive of Arsenal. He was the, one of the founders of the Premier League. Uh, on the uh, vice president of the football association. So, I mean, there, this guy was at, at the top, top of the game. I mean, you couldn't, it doesn't get any bigger than, than what he was. And he became a, he became a mentor to me. And I sort of looked, I looked at his career and this type of, the types of things that he, that he had done and what got him to where he was. It was less around, it was less around any particular role, but it was more around, uh, you know, the types of individual, what, the types of skills that got, you know, gets people to progress. And because you could start in sponsorship, you can move into media, you can go into, and I think that that's absolutely okay. There's the skills that, you know, the skills are transferable. What I learned from, from this guy's name is David Dean was the, the trade, the character traits, you know, that, that are required to succeed anywhere. And that really sort of, and it really, um, and it really inspired me, inspired me to go into the game, inspired me to, to sort of, to apply the kind of things I learned in whatever job I got. I mean, I, I originally ended up going into a, a an events business. You know, it wasn't you know it wasn't a, a you know it wasn't a sponsorship sponsorship type business. Uh, and then I moved into a, a more focused sponsorship role at a football club. And and that, again, my 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 job has sort of evolved. But I never had. I wouldn't say that I had an ambition to work in in sponsorship. I just really wanted to work in sport, and I really wanted to. Uh, make sure that I was in the role that played to my strong, what I felt were my strongest skills, which is my people skills. So, and I felt the sponsorship was one of the, one of the areas you could do that, but that's where I am now. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I can go into talent management tomorrow and it's a slightly different thing, but it's just a very, you know, it's just a, you know, it's a variation of what you're doing. It's not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily think that you have to go into one particular area. People move around all the time. Absolutely. And I find this really interesting. And most importantly, the listeners, I hope you're taking all that in. Out of interest, have been your biggest transferable skills throughout your career, as you mentioned earlier? There are, there are two things. I, I, would, I, would, I would boil it down to two things. I have, I have an, inc- an incredible appetite for learning. Um, I'm absolutely, you know, wherever I am, I, I, want to, I want to learn as much as I can, because I know that the more I, the more I understand a certain subject, the more credible I'm going to be and the more value I'm going to bring to any sort of any sort of conversation. Right. And I think, um, again, it means sort of going above and beyond. You might not have been exposed to a particular subject, but if you know, it's there would be a vast amount of information available to us. You can become an expert in anything relatively quickly uh, or at least be very, very knowledgeable that you can hold your own. So that's one is always is you know, demonstrating that you are where, wherever you go, that your la- perhaps lack of experience as such is not, you know, is not 
um, it's not a barrier, right? You know, say, hey, whatever it is, I know Misha's, you know, I know the way Misha is, wherever he's been, he gets stuck in, he's hungry, whatever he knows, he knows, and whatever he doesn't, he'll know very quickly. He's, he's a quick learner. Um, he shows that, he shows interest. He gets, you know, he's, he gets himself up to speed. So I think those, you know, that's a really important component. So this, this willingness and, and the hungriness to learn is really, really important. Um, I would say that your people, the people skills are incredibly important. That's, that's probably, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of truth to, uh, you know, to, to say that it, it is, it, it's who, you know, um, and, you know, bottom line is, you know, we're in the, we're in the people business and, you know, the impression that you leave on people and the relationships that you build now, whether that's, that could be, that could be people who are your peers, who could just give you advice, who can uh, be advice. It could be clients. It could be anything else. If you have people who are, um, you know, potentially can can be there when you when you when you're prepared to make a career move. When you're constantly investing in your in your network, you know, it's it's basically something that all together sort of propels your career. You know, none of us none of us. Uh, exist in isolation. We, you could be a really, really bright individual, but unless there are other people who um, who know you and want to help you and feel like they've invested in a relationship, you're going to find it very difficult to get on in your career. So I think you, it's it's great to know to to be bright and and to be capable, but it's very, very important to have a really, really strong network of people that you can that you can count on at any given time, because that in, in throughout your career, you don't know at which point these people are going to be uh, might be quite helpful. And I think it's this this idea for me is around investing in people, investing in relationships. It's not about having a having uh, a thousand people that you're you're connected to on LinkedIn. It's about having genuine relationships with people that you are that you are investing in all the time, feeling like, feeling like there's a genuine connection of these people. When you pick up the phone, they're, you know, they're there, they will help. They can, you can bounce ideas or they can be, or they can be a potential client or they can be a referral or, or any number of things, but you feel um, like you're a part of something. So I think, you know, those things being inquisitive, um, investing in relationships and, I think I, I guess I guess sorry. The the last one is being prepared to to knock on a lot of doors. You know I think you know when I was starting out in sport. You know I don't I don't talk about this a lot, but you know I came from I came from a job. I was used to working in investment banking. I was I had a very comfortable life in Boston. Had an apartment and a car and a good you know a good salary and all that. When I went into sport, I had nothing. I left all of that behind. I took all my invested all my money in education. And, you know, in, initially I was, um, you know, because London was quite expensive. When I moved down to London. I got, I got an internship. I mean, I was, you know, I was in my late twenties, you know, I got, a, I've got an internship in a, in a, you know, at an agency and I was sleeping on, I was sleeping on someone's couch at the time. So, cause I was, pre I was prepared to do, um, you know, whatever it took to sort of, to get me to where I wanted to go. And I think you have to be quite humble about it, realize that, these things won't happen overnight, but if you're on, you know, if you're prepared to put the time in, knock on some doors, people will recognize that you've got something about you. You're the kind of individual they want around, um, that you don't have any sort of any hangups about, 
what you're what you're owed or what you should be paid or how you should be treated and all those things. I think you everybody I find that so many people want to work in sport. And you know, so many people come to me. I mean, I mentor so many people. They come to me and say, Ah, I'd love to get into this. I'd love to do that. Great. What are you doing? What are you doing other than sitting behind, you know, behind your keyboard and sending a couple of emails here and there? You know, what that people get, you know, I get a th- I get thousands of these emails all the time. You've got to go down, you've got to knock on the door, you want something, you got to go after it. You've got, you know, and those are the so- sort of things that will get pe- that will get you noticed, that will get your career propelled and you learn quite early on that it's doing what other people aren't prepared to do is doing that extra sort of five, 10% that gets you to where you want to go. And that's what separates people who get on and people who don't. The one thing I'm learning so much from you right now, and it relates to my next question, how important is it to go outside your comfort zone? I mean, (laughs) you have to be going out of your comfort zone all the time. I know it's quite, I know it's quite cliche, but I say it, I've done it myself, um, you know, on so many, um, you know, on so many occasions, because, you know, even from starting out, I was looking around the room, you know, when I was doing my when I was doing my master's, I said, look, there are 27 other guys here who want to get into football. What is going to separate me from all of these guys? All things, we all come to class. We all take notes. We all come to guest lectures. We all do our exams. OK, that's to be expected. We're all, all actually we're all going to get our certificates or our uh, qualifications at the end of it. So what? Right. So at the end of day, you have to then go out and get a job. So I wanted to make sure that people that I spent that time that I was on the course making sure that I got in front of as many people as I could so they could they get to see what I'm like. Now, at the worst case, worst case scenario, I just got to meet new people. I got to learn something about their careers. And and that was, you know, and that was a benefit to me. At best, you come across people who say, you know what I really like, you know, I really like their energy. I love the fact that this guy got up and, you know, he lives in Liverpool, just took a five and a half hour bus ride down here to London to meet me for a coffee for half an hour. Wow. The some of the relationships I've built at that moment in time are some of the things that are paying off for me big time now in my career because people saw something, you know, then and they were prepared to invest their time and energy because they, they don't have infinite amount of time themselves. But they'll see you and they say, I like that. You know, I was I remember I remember I was coming through myself and I like that. I like the fact that this individual is hungry. They are, um, you know, they're prepared to do to go over and above what's expected of them. I want to be I want to help people like this. Right. So when I say the same thing to, you know, to the guys that are in 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 our business now, people who are coming in and in different roles, I say, look, I know what you're expected to do in terms of your hours and in terms of your your job description. That's a given. You, what are you doing beyond that to get yourself noticed? It's there for you to do. You know, if you see a project, you see someone get involved in, 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 in something that you're, you're interested in, get involved. Can I work with you on this? Can I, can I get in the room beyond that call just to listen to you? Would you mind? You know, are you working on this new gaming project? Do you mind if I, um, you know, if I saw some of the presentations that you're creating? Show interest, you know, the, learn, make yourself, you know, make yourself, you know, th- ask yourself all the time, what is what you're doing every single day to make yourself better, to make, you know, to improve, to make yourself to, uh, you know, to broaden your network, to learn more about your subject matter, to learn about the new trends and the new things so that you're going to be the most knowledgeable guy in the room. That's what I say to people. I say, look, you know, we're, I know you've never done gaming, 
But you have an opportunity to get involved in this project. Become an expert. Become the guy that everyone in this agency becomes to when they have a question about gaming. And you know what? It's not rocket science. I don't know anything about it. So I've been asked to speak on subjects, to be honest with you, that I knew nothing about. I just said, how long have I got? I said, well, this, when is this event? They'd say, oh, it's in a month and a half. I said, you know what? By the time it comes around, I'll be an expert in esports. So I think it's about it, it's none of these things are that difficult. Um, people make them difficult, but they're not. You know, you've got the time, you've got the hours. Put, you know, go above and beyond. Uh, spend your nights, weekends, whatever you have to do. But then, you know, that's the, that is the sort of thing that's going to propel certain people and will keep other people just sort of meandering along. Absolutely. It all comes down to one word, attitude. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? And could you explain to listeners what your main current role is as well? Yeah, so our main, um, so I run our global uh, sport and entertainment business at Mediacom. We're a big media advertising business. And our, our, um, our business is responsible for advising and investing on behalf of big advertisers into the world of sport and entertainment marketing. So we know these days how difficult it is to connect with consumers and through traditional advertising. It's just so much of it. People are inundated. You have, um, you have more devices than ever before, more platforms to consume information, but it's becoming much harder for companies to, to engage with people, which means that getting into into the environment and with, with like sport, music, fashion, whatever that may be, into sort of those cultural jet streams and being able to tell certain stories about these companies and engage with people in that environment is quite is very, very effective. And that's why it's a it's a you know 70 to 100 billion dollar industry. So our job on behalf of you know Coca-Cola or American Airlines, um, indeed um, and so on. It, uh, our job is to advise these companies, what are the right sort of places? How, how do they play in that space? How do they, you know, where to invest, how to actually execute um, to make sure that ultimately these types of investments are, you know, are driving, uh, driving value for the business. So, you know, recently we're on the, we've done, we were, we're in the pitch for Coca-Cola to build them uh, a whole gaming strategy. Right. So how do they play in the gaming space? How does Coca-Cola, knowing that gaming is going to be so big, you know, how do they play with different brands like Sprite, uh, like Fanta, like like Coca-Cola? What is the role they're going to how are they going to carve out a role for themselves in an authentic way in that environment to be present and and uh, and be right by the audience over you know over the years to come things like that we're we're working with another client on a lot of investments they have in sponsorship that are spending tens and not hundreds of millions to look at whether all those sponsorships are fit for purpose you know i know you've been doing them for years but why are you doing them what given what you're given where your business is today given what your objectives are what you're trying to do maybe less is more right maybe we'll get rid of some Maybe you focus on, 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 on fewer, but make them bigger and more effective, right? So things like that. And we also work with talent. So we help so high-profile talent build their brand so that it's attractive to social media, commercial partners, to help them uh, build a, uh, a, a proposition to commercial partners, right? So what is the, what's, how do you speak? You know, how do you grow audiences in, in particular markets? How do you, you know? How do you best leverage different channels? 
broadly speaking, what our what our role is. We're in sport and entertainment marketing, so our job is to um, is to help is to help advertisers invest in that space in the most effective way. I find this really interesting, just from a learning perspective, because I've interviewed various sponsorship experts. Do you think sponsorship is still a great traditional method, but it's just having new ideas to elevate? Who, who you're working with to engage with that certain audience? I think it's all in the execution. I think so much of sponsorship is lazy. Um, you know, so much that traditionally it was just about like, oh, well, you have, um, you're getting exposure. You have a logo. Well, the logo, I always say, you know, you know, share of eyeballs, you know, doesn't lead to share of heart, right? People went just, just because people see a logo, just because they see Gillette or they see Coca-Cola, it doesn't get, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it all of a sudden triggers an impulse to buy, to purchase or to consider a certain product. So I think where where sponsorship is really unique and those who do it really well is that they they use that environment to tell really, really powerful stories about their companies. Right. So they make it there's a right sort of alignment. So once you're in, what are you doing? What do you what do you I know you want to <clears throat> you'd like to engage with that audience. But what are you doing to actually integrate your product or how do you how are you enhancing the experience that people are having of tennis or of of that music festival or whatever it is? What role does Corona play in this, you know, in this whole experience of Coachella or whatever? Right. So how are people going to you know, how are people going to experience music and, and, the, and the way they interact with their friends with the with Corona, let's say as a, you know as a as a sponsor, are there are they having are they bringing something to the equation? Are they making are they creating something shareable? It's a lot more around what happens in environment. And companies that do it well, you know, tend to benefit quite well. They align with the right sort of talent and properties, and they tell really impactful stories rather than just say, brought to you by you know State Farm, brought to you by Heineken. Who cares? No one cares what is you know. Just because I saw that something, the ad break was brought to me by Lexus doesn't make me want to buy Lexus. You know, I think what Lexus needs to do or what, what other companies are doing is telling, you know, telling me something about, uh, you know, once they're in my environment, telling me something about, the, about their brand, about the having me experience their company in a way that, comp- that makes, me much, makes me much more likely to trust them, to like them, to consider them, to recommend it's a really, really powerful um, channel or a multitude of channels because now it's it can be sit, it can sit across, uh, you know, so many different so many different areas. Mish, I cannot explain how much I've enjoyed this chat so far. Out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey? Looking back, when you're that young soccer player, uh, you know, I I pinch myself sometimes when when I think about the things that I do. And I, you know, and I, and I, and I think I, I can't believe I'm, I'm being paid to do this. You know, I, I, I think the two things I've enjoyed the most are the people that I've got to meet along the way. Um, I've been incredibly fortunate. Some of the most, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've managed Pele for, you know, for, uh, you know, four or five years. It was incredible. I, you know, I was a, a kid growing up who was a huge, you know, uh, it was playing soccer very competitively to be to be traveling the world with one of the biggest icons of any sport. Um, it's it just just unbelievable, you know, to, to, to be doing that, um, to be to be paid for that for that kind of work, to be doing some incredible things with big companies. We did something you know, with Coca-Cola, with Emirates, with Procter and Gamble, 
uh, with Hublot. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's given me two experiences. I, I never thought I, I, I never thought, uh, you know, I would have, I mean, people would be lucky to go to a, let's say a Super Bowl or an NBA final or whatever it is. I mean, I've been to world cup finals, uh, to NBA all-star games to, you know, you, you name it. It's been, you know, it's been incredible. So I think I'm grateful for the, for, for the for the people that I've met along the way, not to mention a lot of the peers that I've met, some some incredible people, and um, you know, the experiences I've had and the places that I've seen. I mean, it's taken me all over the world. It's just you know, it's just unbelievable that I get to you know, I'm flying to Sydney this evening. I know on business. When I'm back, I'm 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 in Paris for a couple of days. Um, you know, that I'm off to um, that I'm off to Turkey and and Russia. I get to experience different cultures, different people. I love going to uh, you know, you go to a place like Russia, you experience their people, their food, their culture. You go to Istanbul, it's totally different, completely different vibe. Uh, you know, for me, you know, that's what, you know, that's what being, um, you know, that's the definition of wealth, you know, is being rich from, I'm enriched by these experience. I'm touched by these cultures I get to see. Um, I'm welcomed by, you know, I, I get to see parts of the world that's, I've only, you know, you often just only read about, but I get to experience it firsthand. I've been to, you know, to Copacabana. I've been to the, to the, you know, to the pyramids, to the Great Wall of China, to, you know, um, you know, Sydney Upper House. I mean, and it's my work, right? It's my, it's the work that's taken me around the world. It's given me these opportunities. So I'm incredibly, you know, so, um, so fortunate. And I, you know, one of the things you know, I say to the students that I, I speak to in, in schools and I, that I mentor, it's, you know, there is an element of luck in a lot of this. Uh, of course, you know, I would, I think so much of life is, is around, is about being in the right place in the right time, you know, but, um, and anyone, you know, I don't really like to talk about a lot of things being down to hard work because I think that that gets overplayed. And you know, I think a lot of people work hard um, and it's and it's too and it's too sim, too simplistic to just you know say it's like that. What I would say, and the lesson I would pass on, is that you you can influence your luck. You can make your luck. Um, you know, a lot of the things that, a lot of the opportunities I've had, uh, the chances that I've got were a byproduct of doing a lot of things over a long, you know over a long period of time. I don't know which book or which introduction or which, uh, you know, which relationship was going to lead to something. I was prepared, you know, and I was never calculated about it, right? Because I think, and that's, that's, what, you, that's what you have to be like. If you want to work in, uh, you know, if you want to work in sport, you've got to be willing to take the meeting, to go and take another meeting and go to another networking event and put yourself out there again and again and again, because you don't know which time when, it's, when you couldn't be bothered, and on the other side of town, there's something's going on. You got invited. And you think, you know what? Who's going to be there? Can I? You know, is it really worth it? You don't know which introduction is going to get you somewhere else. I would encourage people to, um, you know, any chance that you get, get in front of, you know, get in front of others. You know, I had headhunters who obviously deal with hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Whenever I've I've connected with them, I've made sure that I've met with them in person. I want them to see what I was like. I want them to, you know, because. If something came up, it maybe it didn't, but if something did, I want them to think of me. I want it to be top of mind. I want it to leave an impression. So, you know, again, I just, I would just, that's the message I would pass on is that you have to, 
you constantly have to think about what you can do and what are the type of what are the type of things that how can you put yourself out there? How can you how many people are you connecting with, invested in? What are you learning that's gonna get you, you know, all those things together? Um, and you don't know which one are gonna propel you to where you wanna be. And it's sort of kind of the law of the universe. And I feel like if you're doing those things, time and time and time again, the universe will find a way, get you in that room at the right time so you meet the person when those when those opportunities come up because it's rarely the case of being the most qualified um, or the, having the best CV. It's usually combination of a combination of a lot of things. Michelle, that's absolutely fantastic. On a personal note from me, I've learned so much and you've inspired me to enhance my game with regards to my vision, with regards to education, to sport. How can people interact with you online? People can reach out to me. I'm, I'm on I'm on Twitter, Instagram, mm mm share, and I'm you know I'm on LinkedIn. You know I've in, I've invested a lot of time over the years to uh, you know to mentor, and I feel very fortunate to have been to that people have invested in me, in you know and continue to do so. You know to you know to this day. Um, so yeah, and I've, and also I wanted to mention I've recently completed uh, a lot of the things that I talk about, especially on uh, well more topical on sponsorship and the things that we do. Um, I've put it all, I'm putting it all online. It's a, it's a, it's a new platform being built in New York by a company called Mentored and they call it um, ISBI, International Sports Business Institute. So if anyone, anyone who is, uh, you know, this, this is a, this is a course you can, you can do sponsorship, you can do media rights, ticket sales, all sorts of different areas. Uh, they taught by practitioners so these are modules that I've created that I've, you know, that I, uh, from, from my experience over the years of how, how certain things are being done. There is a whole interactive mentor, mentoring uh, component to it where you can interact with me. So I would, um, I would highly recommend, and this is actually my, um, it's going live over the course of the next week, I believe. So I would, I would recommend that any of your listeners who, who, would, who are interested I possibly look at that as well. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Misha, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. What a fantastic podcast chat with Misha. And I cannot express this enough, how much I learnt during this interview. And I really do hope you did as well. The biggest learning lesson I've taken from Misha is his attitude with regards to how to apply yourself into the sports industry. It's the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this interview and really learning from Misha's career journey in the sports industry, coming from the United States, studying in the UK, and then working with some of the greatest brands and influencers with an athlete perspective, working with Pele for over five years. Honestly, this is the real deal. I said this to Misha straight after the podcast chat that you have saved my listeners time. And I've said this a lot of times on this podcast show because it's information like this is where it's going to propel you forward with regards to how you can start your career in the sports industry, but most importantly, develop into an expert with time in a certain area of the sports industry. And that is key. 
So I cannot express this enough. If you listen to this podcast episode again, I'll guarantee you'll learn something new just from a different perspective or an area where Misha has just enhanced your understanding in how you can pursue a career in the sports industry, but also from a sports business perspective. And this is important to understand. It overlaps with different departments, different areas of the sports industry. And just bear that in mind. So if you do something like he did, he started in sponsorship and then tailored into athlete representation it all merges together it's just finding out the data of how you can add value into that in that certain sector or certain role if that makes sense I hope you understand that but if you're just trying at let's say marketing and then you fear, realize actually I want to go into sponsorship all certain skill sets are so transferable but having the ability to connect with people in industry and learn off different people and again this word's come up again have a mentor in these different fields it's going to support you in the long run so look I cannot express this enough I'm saying this again for a reason Please listen to this episode again with a notepad so you can take notes because that will support you in the long run with regards to your sports career ambitions in the sports industry becoming a reality. Take action and do it. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Misha said, hard work is overused and too simple when pursuing a career in sports. So a lesson I would pass on to people is you can influence your own luck. If you want to work in sports, you've got to take that meeting. You've got to go to that networking event by putting yourself out there because that is how you make your own luck in this industry.